works in progress episode i don't even know um we're gonna change the format eventually or whatever i am back dj person mike bell whatever you want to call me the lines are clipping it's okay i'll fix that later i have a very special guest but she's not even a guest today like she's not even a guest she's making her debut here on works in progress i'm introducing my first co-host and i'll get into that a little bit more later my first co-host of works in progress my longtime friend i think it's going like 10 years now something like that sunlight you know what i mean um chrissy woods is in the building here hey guys and um you know me and chrissy like i said have been friends for a long time we met in high school uh it's been a while <laughs> yeah it's been a long time um and as you guys know, like I said last week, if you missed last week, I've been trying to change the format of this show up. Um, I don't have any notes in front of me, but I have pretty good memory. Uh, like I said last week, I'm cutting the wrestling stuff down. Okay, I might do like a five-minute review if something big happens in the world of wrestling, right? I might give my, my thoughts on it because this show is really, it's about life. You know what I mean? It's about life. It's a works in progress. It's a work in progress. That's why I still call works in progress, right? And we deal with different things on a daily. Chrissy has been through a lot with me, okay? We've had our good times. We've had our bad times, you know? I mean, like any friendship or whatever. So um, she can give you a whole nother perspective from myself. You know why that is? Because you're a female. <laughs> and I can't give... A female perspective on things because you know i checked this morning i'm not a female so um <laughs> so she can give you guys a better perspective on certain things and it's better to have a conversation with somebody else every week on this show now as i mentioned at, at the beginning i know you guys are eager to hear chrissy talk so i'm gonna let her talk in a minute but um i mentioned early on the show that um, she's one of the calls, right? So I've been also talking to my boy Lewis, um, who I'm gonna try to get on the show next week, um, and we're gonna talk more about getting him on Works in Progress and making him a actual permanent host. But you know what? I'm still, I'm still looking. Christy's hired already. Okay, you can't replace her now. Sorry, guys. But I am still looking for one other person. So um, if you guys are interested. If you're used to do podcasting, if you want to get into podcasting, let me know. Hit me up on my Twitter at DJ Person, all of that. You know, find me, find me. I'm out there. Just Google me. Google DJ Person, it'll pop up. You know. Um, but Chrissy, welcome yes. to Works in Progress. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a choice. I got bullied into this, but um, yeah. I was trying to get on here for the longest. And I literally had to text him five times. It wasn't five times. It was May like it was like four. Okay, it was like four times. You miscounted. And the point is, you're on now. Okay, you're on now. Yeah, because it's a beg. You didn't. Okay, you didn't have to beg. Okay, <laughs> I'm a very busy person. Okay, and I was trying my best to get you on the show. Okay, but you was playing games, and we can talk about playing games a little bit later. But right now, <laughs> right now. I want to let the people know a little bit more about you. Um, so, Chrissy, tell the people where you was born at, where you was raised. Yeah, just give the people um, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a Brooklyn head. Hey. Born, raised, Bedside, Brooklyn. Um, I practically lived here my whole life, unless you count college. College was the only time that I basically... So outside of the five boroughs, 
So that was definitely a great experience for me. Where'd you go to school at? So I started off SUNY Delhi. Shout out to Delhi. Hey. For two years. And then I transferred all the way up to God knows the middle of nowhere. Fredonia. Shout out to Fredonia as well. I couldn't even visit up there so far. Yeah. Eight hours, guys. So that was definitely an experience for me. Got my finally got my bachelor's criminal justice. Um from Fredonia. And right now I'm currently applying for grad school with John Jay. Yes. So shout out to anybody that goes to John Jay. Shout out to John Jay. Shout out to John Jay. I know a lot of people that went to John Jay. Um, I'm not smart enough for John Jay, so I never got in. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I made, I played the community college route, you know. You went to the universities. I get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We had a little so, diversity there. I mean, you know, that means she's smart, guys. So, <laughs> don't, don't, you know, don't hesitate to hit her up about anything. You know, she, she's smart. She's had a lot of life experience. And that's what this show is about right it's about life experience now as you guys hear the show you'll already see that there's a poll up about um i asked the question saying can you still be friends with so basically can you can does friends with benefits work in 2017 right and we're gonna get into that topic a little bit more um you know throughout this show uh it's not gonna be like the super long episode it's gonna be a little bit shorter um but I just want to ask you about your criminal justice career. What do you look what do you look to do um, you know, once you finish grad school? You wanna be a lawyer, you wanna go into, you know, um different aspects of that? Like what do you wanna actually do? Um, so that's actually like always a tricky question for me, I feel like, because criminal justice has just so much variables to it. Mm-hmm. I think when I first started off, um being a cop was something I wanted to do. And then as I kept going in my studies, I realized, wait, why do I want to be a cop? I could be, I love debating. So oh, if know. you're friends with me, you know I love debating. <laughs> oh, I, know. I don't like to be wrong. That's why I so, love to have her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so then I then moved on and I decided, hey, maybe I should be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But then as I, it was actually work, my jobs that really changed what I wanted to do in criminal justice. And I realized that I wanted to have my degree, but I also wanted to work with kids. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows me, knows that I spent a lot of my summers working at different camps, babysitting. That's something I want to do. And so when I finally decided at my fourth year of undergrad, I realized that I think that I want to use my degree towards helping other children. So whether that is social services, whether that's going to be counseling, mental health issues, that's something now that I am now going to go back to grad school to further my degree and then start hopefully my career in that department. Okay. All right. I mean... So you started with criminal justice, but you have such a love for, you know, kids and everything else that um, you want to do other things. It's funny that most of the people that I know that have degrees in criminal justice, right, are not doing anything in their field. Like, especially right now, I work with a lot of people that have criminal justice degrees. Actually, half of my, like, department 
have criminal justice degrees because of the job that I do, right? So, but they're in retail. Let's just put it that way. You know what I'm saying? And and these guys have their bachelors and they're working, you know, retail. And I'm just like, you know, it, it's like the same thing with like liberal arts degrees. It's like, what do you do with a liberal arts degree? Mm-hmm. And I was always told that when I was in college. Like, uh, I still am, but... Um, yeah, you always get told liberal arts doesn't really do anything. What yeah. do you do with it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do you do? I mean, I guess you could... Some people go into English. Like, I'm always... See, one thing that you guys should know about me, right? And you probably already know this, but I hate math, right? Um, But I love English. I love English. I love history, but... I hate science and math. It's usually like that. It's really usually like that. Yeah. But that's kind of hard to not like science because I'm trying to get my um, audio engineering, you know, I'm trying to get my degree in applied sciences, right? So it kind of, it kind of like works in a negative way for me. But at the same time, it's like, I love English. I just hate the actual typing of the stuff. Like if you put me there and just have me speak it and, and you write it, we can have a great team. But actually sitting there and typing it, I hate it. So it's like, I'm still, I know what I want to do, but it is difficult, you know, doing something that, I mean, you're not necessarily, I never was really good at it in school, you know, and that's the crazy thing. Like, well, I never went in science, you know, I had science first period. I never went. That, that was probably the reason. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I said first period here, but we know Murrow as bands, Band. right? So, so a band would be like first period, the most normal people, you know, I agree. and, um, I never made it. I just was never there on time. And then finally my guidance counselor told me, listen, Hey, you need to get it together. Or you're not going to graduate on time. Right. And I mean, it's no secret. I didn't finish on time. I had to stay an extra semester there because of science, actually, to tell you the truth. I had to make up a science class. Can you believe that? One science class, and I think they gave me a bunch of electives to do just because I was there. And um, I I got out that January. But this isn't about me. It's about you, right? So, um, (laughs) because I can go on about me all day long, right? So, as you know about, like, on this show, right, I talk a lot about um mental health issues i talk a lot about depression i also talk about music and pop culture and everything like that right i talk about a mixed bag of things right um so i know that you are very knowledgeable about mental health issues um and you want to tell the people why that you're so like knowledgeable about it why do you know so much about it yeah um so in 2000, I want to say 2011, mm-hmm. um, I was actually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, it started off, I want to say it started off in high school, um, maybe my junior, senior year of high school. Um, I was dealing with a very, very tough relationship, and um, which led to basically me dealing with anger and depression and you know the school mandated that I did counseling and I tried the counseling and it was like it didn't feel like counseling it was it felt like someone was telling me how I should feel and I didn't like someone telling me how I should feel I mean who who really likes that yeah someone telling me how to feel and I never went and seek the help that I needed when I was in high school. Because after a while, I was just like, fuck this. I don't want to be in counseling anymore. And so what happened was, I ended, I went to college. And, you know, in college, that's when drinking becomes more of an aspect. And 
when maybe after a couple of months of college and I was drinking and realized that college was not the same as high school. Like, the workload is different. Mm -hmm. Teachers are not on you the same way they are you in high school. Um, All of those things just contributed and it was just like, I felt myself feeling low, just feeling really, really low. And I felt myself drinking a lot. Drinking. Did, did you feel like you didn't have um, a strong support system around you during this time? I felt that I did, but I didn't want to use it, mm. is the proper way I should say it. Yeah. I did have a strong support system. I had two great, amazing friends at the time, but it was just something that I felt like I was embarrassed about um, that I didn't want to admit. That's so, interesting. I, don't lose your train of thought because I, I want you to talk about yeah. that more. But um, about the embarrassment, I can I can definitely relate to it. Do you feel like when people would like when you would tell people or you would talk to people, do you feel like they didn't believe you or they didn't think it was a big deal? Did you have that issue? I definitely had that issue. A lot of people just thought that okay, you're just trying to do this for attention, and no one really like would understand because why it's your mind, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people, they look at you one way, not realizing that this is what's really going on behind closed doors. And that's probably what, I don't know, a lot of viewers out here, they probably have friends like that Mm -hmm. who, when they're around them, portray that they're feeling one way, but deep down inside, they're feeling another way. Yeah. And so that's what I felt like happened with me, with my friends. They always just saw this happy, crazy Chrissy that just liked to party. Chrissy that liked to drink. And no one realized, like, deep down behind closed doors, I was really dealing with some serious issues. And I, it wasn't until, like, maybe 2011, um, 2012, um, things started to get worse. Um, I was driving at the time. Um, my parents had let me take the car to school. And where I went to school is very abandoned. It's a, it's a small town, so it's literally one road is the whole town. And it was like one late one night, I was just, I guess I like, I was feeling down. And basically, I was with one of my friends and we were driving and I tried to crash my car into a tree. And from that moment, on my friend was like okay something seriously wrong um we need to get you help and so that's when I got actually checked into a psych ward so I actually went into a mental hospital um and that's when they sat me I wasn't on any medications or anything, but they literally, just to like, I'm a pretty much open person, guys, Mm -hmm. so I pretty much can tell you what the experience is like, and I'm telling you, if you are one of those people that are feeling down or you're feeling depressed, please don't wait until you do something traumatic or hurt someone else close to you, because it's not a good feeling. They literally take you they put you in this room and they lock you in the room and it's just white walls everywhere and everybody knows how the color white seeing the color white can just annoy you Mm -hmm. and there's literally a bed in the room and a chair and you're by yourself 
and no one is hearing you. No one is talking to you. You're literally by yourself. And they sat me in that room and they left me there for hours. And they was like, you can't leave until someone like comes to you. Luckily, at the time, um, my friends knew that I had a car and my car got left. And so like that's how eventually how they found me because I was in a totally different town from where our school was. But it was that then my friends sat me down and they were like, no, listen, you need to go to counseling. School has free counseling. School have, offers all these services. You need to go. And I knew when I looked in their eyes that that was something that I needed to do because I can see that I was hurting them and I can see how much my actions was affecting them. Did you feel like it, hurt, it helped once you went? So, honestly, the first time around, it didn't help. And it wasn't because of anything the counselors did. Mm. It's because I'm pretty much, sometimes I have a brick wall with people that I wasn't comfortable with. And I think it was just the amount of questioning. And they, like, they're just, like, on you, like, well, why do you feel like you did this? Or, like, why do you feel like you did that? And it's just, like... Can I think for one second? Can I get my thoughts together? And then it goes from you, from them interrogating you, from them just telling you how you're supposed to feel or do this. Or they automatically threw you on medication. Guys, if you do not need to be on medication, please do not take the medication. Yeah. I got thrown on the medication because it was... Something that my counselor felt I needed because it was then affecting my school grades. Medication is only severely needed when a patient is just, like, beyond help. Like, it's just like the counselor is ready to give up on you. They don't don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't want to deal with their case. They feel like it's been a long period of time. And the medication is just a substitute. Pretty much, it's, I've had the disorder. I've known about the disorder for like five, six years. I haven't been on the medication since I left school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm doing better, and um, like I have, I have some moments. I'm not gonna lie. I do have moments where I feel like down, but your friends and your family, guys, are gonna is your medication. That's that's one of the things I try to explain to like everybody. Like, um, I never okay. So I didn't know about the the uh, the incident where you tried to crash a car. And I mean, I know a lot of, a lot about a lot of different things that happened with you. But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I I can't lie. Like you were like damn near eight hours away, right? And I'm over here in New York. I obviously I couldn't know everything that was going on with you. Um, and but I mean that's no excuse. I mean we we all could have done things. You you have to look at it now. You need what can you do now? You know what I'm saying? And that that's mm-hmm. not even just for people that you know are dealing with like bipolar disorder, excuse me, um or anything else. Like I mean that's why I say look out for your friends now because you never know what's gonna happen. You know tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So um Definitely. and I feel like what you said about your friends and your family being in medication. It's true. Like there's people that question a lot of my decisions, especially ones that I've made like lately or even like this month. Right. Um, but if something makes me happy or somebody makes me happy and it, it, it 
you know, because I deal with depression also. I haven't been diagnosed with bipolarness, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i sure if I go to a doctor, mm-hmm. he's going to diagnose me with it, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I, I don't need a doctor to diagnose me with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's just certain things. So, I don't know if you heard of the podcast with um that I talked about when I was recruited or almost recruited for Scientology. I'll tell you about it quickly here. I was in the city a few weeks ago and I usually don't stop for anybody in the street. Um, and it was this person that was asking me to do this survey or whatever. I wasn't doing anything. It was at night. I'm like, all right, you know, screw it. I'm not doing anything else. So um, it was like a personality test they wanted to give you. But I'm like, okay, it's, it's Manhattan. It's a nice building in Manhattan. I'm like, okay, I'm not really like you know, my guard's kind of down a little bit. You know, as a Brooklyn, as a Brooklyn cat, you always, your guard's kind of always Go up. up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm like, all right, it's the city. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, you have that mindset yep. when you're in the city. It's like, it's the city. What could possibly happen? Right? So, long story short, I fill out the survey and I'm thinking it like, all right, they're going to give you your results right away. Like, you know, about your, your personality or something like that. I'm like, okay, I never did it. Right? This guy comes in and says, hey, Mr. Bellamy, uh, can you come to the back? I'm like, bro, I don't know you. Where am I going? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got warrants. I don't know you. <laughs> I got no warrants. I got no <laughs> told my can you come with me to the bed? Do I need a lawyer? Like, um, but no. So I go with him and he's like, wow, I'm looking at your personality test and there's a lot going on with you. Like, I'm like, yeah. Right. I'm just like, yeah, I know. There's a lot going on. He's like, he's like, no, this is serious stuff here. Like you need help. Like you need help right now. And I'm like, and the way he was talking, he's just like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't get help now, you're going to die. I'm just like, okay. Um, I've been dealing with what like I've been feeling how I've been feeling for like the last uh, let's say we're in 2017 at least four years right maybe longer because my grandmother passed in 2010 and that was like really the first blow to me because anybody who knows me knows how close I was to my grandmother and then my mom passed so it's like I lost the two most important women to me within three years of each other right so needless to say yeah I've been going through a lot lately right so it's probably been for like the last seven years right that I've been feeling how I've been feeling. And he's just like, he's just like, no, we have courses here, right? And as soon as you start talking about courses, look, man, I got, I don't, I want to go. Uh, that's it, right? <laughs> I want to go, right? So I'm getting up, and he's just like, Mr. Bellamy, listen, we need to help you. I'm worried about you. This is serious. Like, he's just like, I've seen cases like this before, and I don't want you to die. I'm like, bro, you don't even know me. You don't care if I die or not. I could die walking outside tomorrow, like, and, and you wouldn't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't know me, right? So it's just... It's really interesting that you say that, right? Because it's just like, okay, people tell me that there's something wrong with me all the time. I know, I know there's something wrong with me. I'm not all there, okay? I know I'm not all there. Like, like let's be honest. Like, and there's, there's good days, and you know anybody that's depressed, you have your good days, yeah, and then you have your bad days where you don't even want to get out, out the bed. Like, you just want to lay there, you know? You it's don't true. even want to face the world. And only people that really have done... I mean, look, we live in a generation now where I feel like, I, more than 60% of people are like depressed or they deal with some type of mental, you know, health issue. Um, probably higher than that. I should probably get the statistics, but it's probably higher than that. Um, but like you said, it's your friends, it's your family and it's doing what makes you happy. You know, sometimes you have to stop worrying about what makes everybody else happy and you got to do what makes you happy. And people can tell you, Hey, this is the right way to go or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, if that's not what you want, you know what I mean? People told me to, 
cut off certain people or not talk to certain people. But at the end of the day, if they make me happy and if I feel happier while I'm with them, yeah, okay, maybe it's not going to work long term. But right now, this is what I need. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand that. You need what you need when you need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's be honest, you know? So, so, but, and, and that leads me into uh, something I want to talk to, right? Talk about, right? Um, so this whole thing about, like, I, I saw a lot of things on, um, on Facebook talking about this and even on Twitter talking about in 2017, does friends with benefits actually work? Can you have a, a friendship with a person, right? And, I'm not looking at you on purpose. Um, and <laughs> can you have a friendship? <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. Can you have a friendship with somebody, right? Um, that obviously is sexual, whatever, right? And still just remain friends with them, um, without any type of like attachment or anything involved. Do you feel like it's possible? Hmm. I mean, I personally think it's the. T- it's based on the type of friendship you have with the person. Okay. I mean, not many females probably wouldn't agree with me on that because in many cases, someone always does catch feelings. But like... Who do you think catch feelings more? Do you think it's the guy or the girl? All right. So personally speaking, because I'm all about being open. Personally speaking, um, in college, I did have a friends with benefits with one of my friends, very close friends. We're still friends now. But um our friendship it like changed a little, not drastically. But it was just like for me, I'm not going to lie, be I was on the catch feelings. So, mm-hmm. I was on the catch feelings and I, the reason I'll tell you why, the reason that I was on the catch feelings because as like the friends with benefits kept developing i saw i felt that it was easier like it was easier messing with my friend than messing with some guy some random guy that i just met why because that's someone that already knows you Mm -hmm. that's someone that already knows the ins and outs of you you're you know you're already friends so you guys it's you're someone you're comfortable you're already comfortable (laughs) with them and you know I think that's what's one of the reasons that it was eventually where I was the one to like catch feelings because it was just like, oh, well, I never looked at him this way, but if we have this already, this sexual attraction to each other, then why not can't this develop eventually into something more than friends? I feel like that's where it starts getting messed up. And I'm glad you went there. Right? I feel like and, and I'm I'm really glad that you went there. I feel like once there's a thought about okay, this could not like this could uh be more than just being friends or whatever, like friends with benefits, and then you start thinking about okay, well maybe we can like have a relationship out out of it. I feel like that's where it starts getting messed up. I feel like at that point, right you're ruining the whole dynamic of it right so um as far as okay so i'll answer the question i asked you as to do i think it can work i think it can work in 2017 i think it can but i feel like both people have to have a mutual understanding of where you want this to go or lack thereof um that's true and i feel like if i feel like it won't okay 
how I feel like it won't work is if one of the one of the people or both people involved have feelings for each other. Like if they have feelings for each other before you guys agree to like you know start whatever like messing around i feel like that's where it starts getting really messy and like really um confusing because somebody's gonna get hurt and i that's just that's always been my fear with okay so like i've had friends with benefits right like and i feel like i've experienced both sides of it i've experienced like even on my end right like going back to like high school right so I had a friend or whatever, like, but I was feeling her, of course, you know what I'm saying? It, it was more than just like, all right, I, I wanted to be friends with her. I settled for being friends with benefits with her because she had a boyfriend at the time. And that goes into another thing I want to address. It's not going to work if the person is with somebody. Like, you cannot have a, it's just not going to work. You can, people do it, especially in this generation, obviously, like they, you know, they have side chicks, side dudes, whatever, but at the end of the day, right, it just, it never ends well. Like, and I can speak from experience. It just never ends well. The only way a friends with benefits relationship will work is if both parties involved are single. Even if they like somebody else, they can like somebody else. They don't have to like you in that type of way. You know, if it's just sex, it's just sex. And that's where it goes into the conversation. That conversation needs to be had. That, hey, it's just sex. Like, it's just, you know, whatever. I definitely agree with you. So I feel like if that, but a lot of people don't have that conversation. Like, a lot of people, um, you know, think that, okay, it can start off as this. And then eventually it'll, like, blossom into a relationship. And if you're going in with that mindset, that needs to be addressed right from the start exactly that way nobody gets hurt people start getting hurt when they start getting their feelings involved and their feelings start getting involved when they don't now when they don't talk about it beforehand now feelings can develop from friends with benefits also you know what i'm saying like it can start off as just sex but it starts getting messy when it's only one person that's starting to catch feelings and the other one isn't and i feel like i feel like the moment you you shouldn't lead somebody else on like if you can tell especially if you can if you starting to like realize that hey this person is really starting to have a thing for me like you know more than just like sex you guys have to have that conversation and um you have to really reevaluate it you know what i'm saying like and and just know that if you continue somebody's gonna get hurt you know and and that's my whole thing behind it so my next question to you i guess would be right let's say that you had a friend with benefits or whatever i guess the question is if it started off like and it it happened and then you guys stopped because when you guys got into a relationship or whatever do you think it's possible right that let's say like let's say all right for example right we was messing around you got a boyfriend right we stopped messing around because you got a boyfriend you're not with that boyfriend anymore do you think it's possible for two friends to, like, pick back off where they left off, I guess? If nothing, like, if there was no feelings really involved? Um, I definitely think so. Um, it's like, I mean, the point of Friends with Benefits isn't to, like, figure out if you want to be in a relationship with the person. Friends with Benefits is just something that it's like, okay, I'm single, you're single, I want to have fun, I have sexual needs, you have sexual needs. And you're someone that I trust enough to, or I should say, I find attractive, or, you know, at the time, just, I'm like, listen, I always wanted to experience what sex would be like with you, or this yeah, would be like with you. Yeah. So, it's not, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to pick back up 
where you left off just because it's not like you guys were in the stages of oh let's the talking and then the dating and moving on from there it was just literally something that's platonic where you're just messing around now other rules to this some um, friends with benefits thing do you do you feel like there's certain uh, boundaries that you have to follow when you're in a friends with benefits type of relationship with a person. I mean, for me in the past, when I did, when I was in a friends with benefits situation, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, a lot of the boundaries and the rules were like unsaid. It was just something that you just know, like, I don't know, for example, like you said, if, if I'm doing friends with benefits with someone that has a girlfriend already, I mean, I'm not going to be, if I see them post a picture or post a snap on Facebook saying they're out, I'm not going to hit them up and be like, yo, where you at? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, for me, it was just like, okay, it's like a spur of the moment, I guess you could say, like. It wasn't something that was like there wasn't boundaries or anything, but it was just like, all right, I'm bored. What you doing? If you're busy, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, I get what you mean. I I'm more okay. So the whole thing with the posting the picture and everything like that's different because if you're okay, if the person has a girlfriend, right, or if you're dealing with a chick that has a boyfriend, right, I feel like that's something that also. It needs to be addressed right from the jump. Like, so you're making a decision now right. to mess with this person, even though they're in a relationship. Once you make that decision, if they're with their girl or they with their man, you have to fall back. That's that's one of the that's one of the rules there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just have to fall back as much as it may, you know, especially if you have feelings with a person, and that's where it starts getting messy. That's why you know it, it's a really hard situation for some people. Um, that's why a lot of people it doesn't work because they're not the like yeah. side chick or side dude type of person. But Definitely. if you make that decision, right? If you still like that person and they know that you like them, you know, and y'all still choose to mess around, even though one of the people are you know in a relationship, you have to kind of like you got to swallow that pill. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to take that. So if they're posting pictures and everything like that, you kind of have to take it. The the difference is right. I feel like. If you're talking to somebody, right, and if, if that's the only person you're talking to, or if that's the main person you're talking to, right, like, you actually like this person, right, y'all mess around, but y'all not in a relationship, you know what I'm saying, but you actually like that person, I feel like there are certain unru- unwritten rules that you can do, and we've had this discussion off, like, off the podcast, but Definitely. I do want to talk about it here, I feel like there's certain things you just don't do, right, so... It's no secret on this show, but I've heard how I feel about a certain individual that I've said her name enough on this show. I don't, so I don't need to say it again. But there's just certain things I wouldn't do personally, right? Because even though I'm technically single, right? There's certain things I wouldn't do because I know that she would feel some type of way about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, in the same respect, I wouldn't expect her to post something like, all right, you know, some people post their man crush Monday or whatever, or whatever. Like, if she was posting that on... Something that I know I could see because I don't have her on Snap, right? But if she's posting it on, and most people don't do it on Snap anyway, they'll put it on the gram or something like that. If they're, if she's posting something like that, and I see it, she knows I'm gonna feel some type of way about it. You know what I'm saying? So out right. of respect for me, I would think she's not gonna post it, or even you know, or, or anybody that I have that type of relationship with. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna post something like that. Just like I'm not going to. Um, 
that's kind of the boundaries that I'm talking about. Like, you know, or um, I'm trying to think of what else would be because we live in a social media generation. So it's a lot of social media social stuff. Media. So if you even talk about somebody else on social media, you know what I mean? Like, and you're dealing with me. Yeah, I'm going to feel some type of way, you know. I'm a sensitive person, you know what I mean? Everybody knows that. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And you go, <laughs> so you're going to know how I feel about it, too. You might get that text. You might get that text. Like, oh, word, that's what we're doing? You know what I'm saying? But that's, again, and I'm not even saying that me and her had that conversation. That's one of those untalked about type of things. One of the, the like, respect levels that you have to follow if, like, you're dealing with somebody or talking to somebody that you actually like, that you actually have feelings for. Right. If it's just a friend, like, you know, hypothetically speaking here, people, because I don't want anybody, you know, to come for us. Hypothetically speaking, if me and you are messing around, you post somebody on, on social media, I don't care about it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no, like, right. there's no, like, emotional attachment with us in that type of sense. Like, I love you. You're my friend. You know, you've been my close friend for a long time. But I mean, in a sense of, you know, that, like... No, your business, your business. Who you fucking or whoever you're doing, like whatever you're doing, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? Because you know we would have an understanding or whatever. I listen. You know, it's just like it's just sex or it's just fun. Other people can't have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm again hypothetically, people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So that that's one of the things I wanted to talk about here because it's just like I feel like um a lot of people look too deep into it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, and and because they look too deep into it, like people start getting, you know, catching feelings and all this other stuff. My answer for it, and uh, guys, again, you can um you can uh, vote on Twitter. I'll put the poll up on every social media, and also um we're working on the works in progress Twitter page. I have to change a few things on there. Um, but yeah, I guess the answer to my own question that I asked, um is yes i think it can work but there has to be certain conversations that need to be said do you agree like that it ha- that it can work or do you think it i think I, it can work depending I on think, the person i think it can work depending on the person once you have that once you have that conversation you're both on the same page so everything is just going with the flow from there i think you have to be honest also that's another thing i think people aren't honest about it they're not honest about their feelings so like i feel like that some people also a problem i feel like they tell you yeah we can do this all right it's just sex or whatever but they secretly like you know they're attracted to, they're attracted I mean, to you yeah and they and they want something more than that and i feel like if you got if you guys are gonna do it especially in 2017 listen we live in a generation that's full with sex guys like you don't have to lie about this stuff no more because guaranteed right if that person doesn't want to mess around. It's probably a bunch of other people that do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying just go out and be like a savage or whatever. But listen, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> would you? Don't, don't be a savage, guys. <laughs> don't be a savage. You know what I mean? Like, I am not a savage. Stop looking at me like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is right. You have to be honest, and like that's one thing that I learned. You know, just messing with different females and getting into different things like you you need to be straight up about what you want you know and that's not just with friends with benefits that's with anything just be honest you know i also i like before we get out of here because we're at the end here soon uh i saw something on facebook just before we had uh started recording about what was it the um the birth control pills yeah birth control pills being given out in high school um I think it's a good thing. Um, 
I actually don't agree with you. Okay. Why not? I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with you. Okay. So the, 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 the topic that he's talking about is basically that school should be, the school nurses should be like giving out, giving um, women or teenagers birth control pills because obviously they're feeling that they're sexually active already. So they are, you know, to, this is supposed to, I guess, reduce teen pregnancy. What many people, and it's good that he has me on here, so he gets the female perspective. Yeah. But most people don't realize that birth control pills are not only used for sex. And this is why I don't agree that you should be giving out birth control pills in school because they have different effects on different women. True. I am currently in birth control pill. And it, birth control pills, I'm sorry. And it's not because of like my sexual activity it's because i have something called pcos and that's called um pcos is something where there are cysts on my ovaries and so it affects like my menstrual cycle um whether i want to have kids later on things like that sort and so it's also very painful you right to like cat sex yes painful sex there's a lot of there's a lot of things that add on to PCOS. And so the reason my doctor put me on birth control wasn't because of like my sexual activity or anything. It was because the my body was producing too much hormones. And so birth control is supposed to balance out those hormones. Mm. So other than that, I would have probably never taken birth control pills because I don't like them. Birth control pills, for me personally, it makes me sick. They make, I suffer nausea. I suffer um, sleep issues because of it, because I'm, because of the nausea, I'm up later. So I don't like the birth control pills, which is why I don't agree where they should mandate that or allow school nurses to do that because they have different effects on every woman's body. Any woman out there that's listening to podcasts would agree with me. Birth control pills is just not something that should be mandated because you don't know what it does to a female's um, body. I'm pretty sure guys would be like, no, I think you should do it to prevent pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, guys, um, birth control pills can have some serious damage on women. Yeah, but it's not mandated. They're not saying mandate. They they're saying that it like women can have that option in school if they want to get birth control pills. Yeah, but they wanted to they wanted no, he's not adding on to the whole thing. They wanted without a parent's consent. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not allowing my teenage daughter without my consent, even if she was to be like nurse give me birth control pills. <laughs> I'm not letting my teenage daughter to be on birth control pills. Because why? It's the same thing. I don't know what... First of all, you don't know which birth control. There's so many different types of birth control pills out there. There's not like it's just one type. You don't know... Most likely, they're going to give them the cheap generic brand of birth control pills. You don't know what that effect is going to have on her body. Two, I'm not giving anything that's not prescribed by my daughter's doctor. I I would never allow that. And I don't think any school should allow that to happen. Like okay, what if it was with the consent of the parent? I mean, even if, if I consented, I still it's still like still I wouldn't. I want feel like that. they should have the okay. I don't agree with it any age. I feel like after they, I let's say sixteen. I feel like at sixteen they should be 
if they wanted to um what you want to call it if they wanted to get that like if they all right so i'm not saying that i'm not saying that every teenager should be on birth control no because like you said if i know a lot of okay so just quickly right i know a lot of grown women that tried birth control and they it didn't work for them they tried the pills they tried like the shot and everything like that and they did not like the um the effects of it i mean i've had ex-girlfriends like that you know that have tried it and they did not like it right or and i know somebody that got pregnant while they was actually on birth control so i feel like they should have the choice though if they wanted to do so i don't feel like I don't feel like it should be handed out to every team. Like, hey, here's birth control. Here's birth You know, I feel like if they felt comfortable enough to try that, excuse me, and they knew they was sexually active, um, I feel like, I feel like it sh- they should have that opportunity because a lot of, a lot of teens or whatever would feel more comfortable, I feel like, getting it from school. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rather than, like, going through, like, their doctor and all this other stuff. Like, I feel like at a certain age that the teen should have the choice to be able to get, to, to get that. But I'm pretty sure even if you get it from school, there's going to be some type of record somewhere. Yeah, of course That it is. they got it. So what's the difference between going to your doctor? You're at school every single day. And these are the people that's around you every single day. Like you, you know, you know your school nurse. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you most know, people. You know your doctor as well. You do, but you see your school nurse theoretically you could see them five times out of the, out of the week that, you know? that's true that's you know what i'm saying true. like you feel there's a comfortability level like I, I get what you're saying i do understand that but i mean i guess we can just uh agree to disagree on this one i think they I should think be so. handing out you don't let us know what you think i mean we'll talk about it next week i'll give the results of the um of the poll uh about the friends with benefits thing and of this uh anything you want to add to works in progress uh for this week no i'm I'm looking forward to more episodes like this. I think this was a great experience. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Um, let everybody know where they can find you if they want to hit you up. Um, you know, I so I do have a Twitter. I obviously have to like restart that because I don't remember any of the Twitter names. But I do have Instagram. Just underscore Chrissy Rachel. If you want to add me, go ahead. It's public. I don't care if you want to follow me or not. You just want to look at my pictures. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we all know my, that people pre my Twitter without without me even knowing. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> my Facebook. My Facebook is really long. It's Chrissy Rachel with Smart Lindsay. But if you have Mike on there, or you know, you nah, can don't find, follow me. Don't follow. Find, <laughs> no, just, you can find saying. me on there. Um, my Snapchat Chrissy Abella twenty four. So if you're Snapchat, my Snapchat head, lit. Yeah, I'm always snapping. I'm always snapping. So I'll probably use Snap and Instagram the most. My Snap not lit. I don't (laughs) don't even be on it like that. (laughs) He doesn't on it. But um, maybe this is definitely something um, we could do. Maybe one time do a a Snap podcast or something like that. We could do that. Maybe Facebook Live or something. Facebook Live. I think so. Um, Yeah. We'll work on details about that. But um, yeah, add me, follow me. Snap me. And if you if you have your own experiences with uh mental health issues, also hit us up about that also, you know. Um you know, I'm willing to talk to anybody about anything. I'm pretty open. Chrissy's pretty open. I am so next week hopefully I'll have Lewis on the show as well. So we'll talk about that more in detail. Um 
I am DJ Person, Mike Bell, the man of a million nicknames, a bunch of different stuff. You know, we'll talk about this off there. Um, thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Safe bumping. I'm out, y'all. Person. Person.